are Locked On Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Whatever you do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Folks, your team oh. every day. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet, and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at peacock and williamson get your picks previews and much more from nfl analyst brian peacock and former nfl scout matt williamson part of the locked on podcast network subscribe wherever you get podcasts the bad news from thursday's joint practice came from matt lafleur before practice even started jordan love unlikely to play tomorrow night in the Packers' second preseason game, excuse me, tomorrow afternoon. And that obviously sucks. (laughs) It's a bummer for Jordan. It's a bummer for the team. And it's a bummer for fans. It just, and, and frankly, it's a bummer for the Jets who would have gotten one more opportunity to face a talented player who was gonna play with some other talented players on that second and third group and it would have been, I think, better work than than they'll get otherwise, because that means Jake Dolagala's got to play a lot more, and Kurt Benkert's got to play more, play a lot more. And no offense to those guys, Kurt, friend of the show, uh, Jordan Love means someone like Dolagala doesn't have to play as much. And for all the talent that I think Kurt Benkert has, Jordan Love is a first round pick for a reason. And I'm I'm happy for Kurt. I think he's going to do well with his opportunity. I thought he showed a lot of zip and a lot of moxie in his first preseason game. But I just don't think it's going to excite the fans the same way. And again, no offense to those guys, but they are not in the long-term plans of this team the same way Jordan Love is. And so to miss out on those opportunities is just, it's a, it's a bit of a setback in a way. Now, the point that I want to make, though, is not about Jordan Love. It's about how important this game is, even without Jordan Love. So we start with Jordan Love because he's the headline. He's not playing. That is unfortunate. But there are so many more players and so many more spots where we have to get this all ironed out that I don't think anyone should be treating this game as, oh, it just, it's whatever now that Love's not out there because we're not getting XYZ. No, there's still spots to be won here. And and not just like, oh, the backup to the backup spots or special teams, you know, the the third guy in on the on the end of the the kick coverage unit. No, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about starting jobs on a Super Bowl contender. We don't know who the cornerback two is going to be. And Eric Stokes again took first team reps uh in, in joint practices. Matt LaFleur said uh that the intention will be to let those two guys battle it out. So irrespective of what Kevin King's contract looked like, Stokes is going to get the opportunity to win that job. It is a middling one-year contract against a first-round pick. Generally speaking, one wins out over the other, and not just because of that pedigree. In this case, it's because Stokes has had a good camp, made a, made another really nice play, made uh, you know a, a terrific breakup on fourth down to stall a drive. 
Well, it's an end to drive. It's fourth down. Can't do anything after that. He is giving himself a chance to go win this battle. And in fact, Devontae Adams talked about what that meant and the reps that that Stokes was getting about against Adams, what he was being told and how he was being coached. Listen. he I mean, he's the closest thing to Jair as far as mentality um, and ability is from what I've seen so far. I mean, kid is fast as hell. He can... He can get beat and recover, kind of like how Sam Shields would do. Um, I see the same thing from him. He actually made a really good play on me, kind of like a comeback route on the on the left sideline, and he made a really good play. He was real patient at the top, so I like what I see from him. Um, a lot of the same of what, like I said, mentality of Jair um, came to me after one of the practices and was like, keep getting me better, bro. Like, I appreciate this. I know you're getting after me, but it's, it almost gave me the vibe of, like he was saying, like, I can play now. Like, I know I just haven't really played with you guys like that yet. And y'all are, y'all are two of the best in the business. And Matt reminds him of that, too, to keep his confidence high. But um, he, he can really go. So I'm excited to see how it looks uh, when we really open this thing up. They are going to give Eric Stokes every opportunity to win this job. Every opportunity. They want him to win. Now, Matt LaFleur said all the right things about Kevin King. He's he's going to compete. And when he challenges guys, meaning when he plays a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage, he's as good as anybody. <sighs> That's what the coach has to say. He's got to ride for his guys a little bit. And Kevin King has been on this team the last two years. He's the incumbent. And, you know, he is, he is going to get uh, a little bit more respect. But that doesn't mean he's going to get more opportunities. They're going to give Eric Stokes every chance. And if it's even close, you have to play Stokes. If it's even close, you have to play Stokes. And I know Matt LaFleur is going to say we're going to put the best 11 out there. But you have to put the the guys that are not just going to be best 11 week to week. But give yourself the chance to have the best 11 at the end of the season in January. And we saw this movie with Kevin King. We know he's going to get picked on. And if you're going to get picked on, and Eric Stokes, if he has to start a playoff game for Green Bay, if he's got to play against Tom Brady and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and and Antonio Brown in the playoffs again, they will go at Eric Stokes. But physically, he has the tools. Temperamentally, you heard Devontae. He, He wanted the smoke. Keep coming at me. I know you're trying to get me better. I'm not down. The losses don't frustrate me. That's the kind of mentality that he has. And for Devontae to to compare him to Jair Alexander, who did the same thing, is high praise indeed. And it's not just that starting cornerback spot that is going to be up for grabs. Royce Newman is going to start at right guard, which means the Packers could be starting two rookies along their interior. They will be on Saturday night, but they could be, if that's the best five, on opening night. And who knows what that looks like, you know, once David Bakhtiari comes back, whenever that is. Elton Jenkins might play well enough at left tackle that he becomes the team's right tackle. And Billy Turner becomes the right guard. And you can sit down Royce Newman. And in a playoff series, that might be that might be your best five. And you've got someone like John Runyon Jr., who seems to be the leader in the clubhouse right now at left guard. But we're not in the clubhouse. A lot of golf left to be played. JRJ did not have a great game against the Texans, but has been getting those first team reps pretty consistently. And when they came out yesterday at practice, it was Runyon Jr. and Royce Newman getting those first team reps. I would expect that is how they're going to go in this game. And and I wouldn't be surprised if Ben Braden gets to start at right tackle for Dennis Kelly 
in part because Kelly has has not been great so far. But they want to see Ben Braden. And it would be a boon for his value to this team if he could play a little bit right tackle. We don't know right now if he can. So maybe you give him a chance to go see it. They're going to be creative with this lineup. And then maybe they maybe they give JRJ a chance to get some backup center opportunities. They seem very happy with what Josh Myers is giving them. That's great. That's what you need from a second-round rookie. You need him to come in and, and be the guy. Does he have to be an all-pro? No. But he has to give you reliability. He has to give you consistent play. And in aggregate, he has to be, you know, a, a, a solid to good player. This is a team that is going to rely on this offensive line and in the postseason is going to need this offensive line to protect Aaron Rodgers if they want to win a Super Bowl. I mean, the Buccaneers, they beat three teams in the playoffs in a row with future Hall of Fame quarterbacks because they can pressure against two elite offensive lines. The Saints have a top five, top eight kind of offensive line. The Packers have the same kind of pedigree, although they were playing with, um, you know, Billy Turner playing out of position and Rick Wagner playing. But the interior of that offensive line is, is really good. Corey Lindsley is an all pro. Elton Jenkins is an all pro caliber player. If you can get solid play from Josh Myers and now Royce Newman plays well enough to unseat an established veteran and win that right guard spot, that says a lot. Now, that could mean the Packers have three new starters along the interior. That can create some problems, but all the more reason why these reps are important because you need those guys out there together. No unit is more reliant on continuity than offensive line. Now, they will not need two new guards Whenever David Bakhtiari gets back, because Elton Jenkins, if he doesn't slide into one of those guard spots, he's going to go slide into the tackle spot and Billy Turner is going to take the guard spot. There's really just one guard spot open. So who is going to win it? Now, opening day, you might need two. The hope would be that sooner rather than later, you have David Bakhtiari out there, Elton Jenkins and Billy Turner, plus Josh Myers, and then the other guy, whoever that other guy is. And that whoever that other guy is might depend on where Elton Jenkins is playing. If Elton Jenkins is playing right tackle, Billy Turner's playing right guard, John Runyon Jr., odds on favorite. And maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe, maybe no matter what, that third guard is John Runyon Jr. But for right now, David Bakhtiari's not out there. He's not playing. And so you need two guards to be in the proverbial, the starting lineup. I mean, it's, that's what the starting lineup is right now because David Bakhtiari is not out there. And so whether or not that's going to be the starting lineup week one doesn't matter right now. They are competing for that spot right now. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Celebrate freedom of choice with flavors like Cherry Barcia, Salted Caramel, Double Chocolate Cookies and Cream, German Chocolate, all of that at your fingertips in a bar that is not only delicious, and it is, it is the best tasting protein bar ever created. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, but we're talking about 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories in that 130 to 180 range, low net carbs, low sugar, and yet 
you still get that awesome, awesome flavor. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. So an interesting question arises from what's going on in camp right now. Because Marquez Valdez-Scantling has looked, by all accounts, terrific. And Big Bob Tunyon, the same deal. By all accounts, playing really good football. Neither Big Bob Tunyon nor Marquez Valdez-Scantling are under contract in 2022. And the Packers have a major cap crunch on their hands. Now, as I've said before, you trade Aaron Rodgers, you're going to lower the cap hit. You know, he's 46 million or whatever on the cap in 2022. That is not the number that he is going to be on the Packers cap, no matter what happens, whether they trade him or whether they they extend him. That is just not the number that it's going to be. So they're going to have some wiggle room here. And Devontae Adams is going to be the priority. Jair Alexander is going to be the priority. Those two guys getting those deals done. Jair Alexander can save you a bunch of money if you uh, extend him. Devontae Adams can't save you money because it would be new money on the cap. But there are ways to make that contract work, especially with the cap set to explode in 2023. So if you could only pick one of those guys, Tunyon or MVS, and presumably you want to keep at least one of them. Because whether it's Jordan Love or Aaron Rodgers, you want to give them the best opportunity to succeed. And it features as many of those guys, I mean, Alan Lazard is in this mix too, as you can muster. And I had been functioning under the presupposition that Tunyon was just gone. That he... Was, was just not going to be the guy. And and this goes back to last year before the season. I'm just like, okay, they love Josiah DeGuara. Jay Sternberg is going to get an opportunity. You have Mercedes Lewis. Tunyon is going to be the odd man out. And then he, he, he wins the starting job in training camp, becomes that true move tight end, and has a Pro Bowl caliber season, leads the league in touchdowns. And you say, okay, well, but a lot of those are schemed up. And a lot of those, by the way, were schemed up. But he also caught everything. I believe Pro Football Focus did not get him for a drop last year. Caught everything and has caught everything in training camp. Everything. You want to get a first-time starter? A security blanket? How about a guy who catches everything you throw in his vicinity and who has juice? It's not like Tunyon is just some plotter. It's not like he's Richard Rodgers where, yeah, okay, reliable hands, but then, then what? Then what are you getting? And if you have to scheme them open all the time, how valuable is that relative to a player that you could just put out there instead? I went back and looked, though. By defense-adjusted yards above replacement, DYAR. Travis Kelsey, easily the number one tight end last year. Robert Tunyon was number two. 242 DYAR. And and well ahead of Darren Waller, who was two. George Kittle didn't play that much. Tyler Higbee. He was well, he double those guys, double Mike Gusecki and, and anyone else after that. According to Football Outsiders numbers, there were basically three tight ends who mattered last year. Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, 
and Big Bob Tunyon. Tunyon led football in DVOA, defense adjusted value over average. He was 51.7% better than average when you adjust for defense. 51%. The next closest guy was, was Kelsey at 35. No one was even close. That means he beat up teams that did not give up opportunities to tight ends. That is a differentiator. Now in small sample sizes, these things can look a little wonky, but he also had an 88% catch rate. He caught everything you threw at him. So there's a lot of value there. Now with, with, with Quez, he led the league last year in yards per catch. He had tied for most explosive plays and has come out a house of fire in training camp. Has been awesome. Although he did have a drop yesterday on a, on a would-be touchdown. You can't pay him like a number one receiver. But his his value he's earned a real contract now someone might want to pay him like a number one receiver it's why i said yesterday on twitter maybe you have to extend him now and see if you can get him at a little bit of a discount before he goes out and has a thousand yard season because if he does green bay just cannot afford to pay him what he's going to command on the open market they just can't or they won't and that and i think you know financially at least in a value perspective wise the nightmare scenario is you can't get a deal with Devontae Adams done and you have to end up overpaying for Marquez Valdez-Scantling because he's all you have left because you couldn't get that deal done with Devontae. Now, I think they're going to get the deal done with Adams. I think he's going to be a Green Bay Packer irrespective of what Aaron Rodgers is doing. And I, I, I've thought that for a while, especially with Love you know, showing nice signs of progress, having a good game. Obviously, you'd want another opportunity here. And in the third preseason game, you generally don't play guys. So how much of love are you going to get? I don't I don't know. I think the Packers are going to get that deal done with Devontae Adams. I have said since Matt LaFleur showed up here that I don't know that prioritizing tight end in terms of draft capital and free agent dollars is the way to go because this offense creates so many opportunities for him. But if you look at what the 49ers do with George Kittle, he is so versatile and so useful. And this scheme is so, so conducive to putting him in a position to succeed. Not everyone has. Jimmy Graham didn't. And he went into he went to Chicago and, and caught some touchdowns and, and had a you know a decent season last year. But the year before, it's not like he took advantage of all those opportunities. It's not like if you just put, you know, uh, Mercedes Lewis and me out there at tight end that that you're going to have that much productivity. Also, Jay Sternberger has not had the ringing endorsement of the coaches, despite the productivity in the preseason game and despite some some splashy plays in training camp. Uh, it seems like they're still they're still trying to push him. To reach his potential. When he was drafted, they had really high hopes for him. And injuries have have robbed him of a lot of opportunities. Uh, and, and that's just the unfortunate reality of, of the business that they're in. 
and you know then has this this suspension that could that could actually save him in terms of giving him another chance to get on this team and, and get some opportunities. Isaac not as hurt. Maybe the stars are aligning. And Aaron Rodgers said that that he thinks the, the Packers might want to keep four or five of these guys. Well, if that's the case, then, you know, Tunyon, DeGuara, Mercedes feel like locks, Dominique Daphne, and Jace. That's five. And and you know Daphne is going to be a, a prime special team player. So that said, Mercedes Lewis, you know, what is his future with the team, especially if Aaron Rodgers is not on the team in 2022? And, okay, now you've got Tunyon, you've got Taguara. Well, this is a team that wants to play three, four guys. If you don't have Tunyon, now it's just Josiah. If Jace is not part of the long-term future of this team, he's theoretically under contract, but he's got to make the team first. So, you know, you hope he, he has a really nice day on Saturday and, and that puts him back in the mix. I don't add back. I, I don't even mean to say back. He might already still be in the mix. We, we don't know. We don't know what the coaches are thinking. It's just uh, Justin Outen was not glowing in his assessment of Jace, unfortunately. There are very few tight ends who are both as reliable and as efficient as Tunyon was last year. If you believe that that is more than just the offense in Aaron Rodgers, and, and at this point, I do. I, I have come to that conclusion really in the last like four months. You know, took a, a a closer look at some of the numbers and went back and watched some of the games. And and then this, this gangbusters training camp has solidified for me that last year was not a fluke. This is who Robert Tunyon is, the great big Bob. And he can be one of the, he might not be Travis Kelsey. He might not be George Kittle. But that next group, the Waller, Gesicki, you know, why can't he be Zach Ertz? He doesn't have to get 100 targets. But why can't he be that kind of guy? He has those physical tools and he catches everything. He catches everything. With, With Valdez Scantling, he has a very particular set of skills. He has the Liam Neeson. And... We haven't seen him expand much beyond that. Now, you know, he he made some nice plays in the NFC Championship game, but a couple of them were deep shots. They're vertical plays. And speed kills. Speed is a winner in the NFL. Everyone wants more speed always. That's why the Packers like Jalen Rager. It's why they like Brandon Ayuk. It's why they like Justin Jefferson. Those guys can win down the field. But let's say you trade Aaron Rodgers. And I know some of you don't want to hear this. You're going to get firsts or you're going to get players. Maybe you get Jerry Judy. Maybe you get Henry Ruggs. Okay, well, MVS becomes redundant. Maybe you get an extra first. Now you get a chance to draft a receiver. You get two two bites at the apple. It is, I think, easier to find that particular set of skills than it is to find a tight end because most of the league doesn't have a tight end as good as Robert Tunyon. And I think... Tunyon would cost less because even a nice season, I don't know that his open market value is huge and the going rate for, for tight ends is just lower. He's not going to get the Kelsey Kittle contract. And so I, I think it's just more cost effective to have Tunyon, whether you have Rogers or whether you have Jordan Love, and then see if you can find a replacement 
for Quez. Uh, and and you hope that he goes somewhere and, and has a big season and, and a big career and and you wish him the best because he's been nothing but great as a Packer, as a person, as a player, as a teammate, all that stuff. But I think, I think that's the best way to handle all of this. It's that time of year again and all eyes are turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the NFL season. The college season, as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updates on odds, props, contests, and more, including the half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open now at Bet Online. Go to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get a 100% welcome bonus. A 100% welcome bonus and be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo make a bet for the season opener between the bucks and the cowboys and if you lose your wager your wager will be refunded up to 25 dollars bet online your online sportsbook experts and betting on the Packers doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. A couple names to watch tomorrow night in the second preseason game. Sorry, Bob McGinn. The second exhibition game on offense. Uh, I, I think um, the the tight ends, Josiah DeGuara, Jay Sternberger, Dominique Daphne, those are guys to watch for all of the reasons we just laid out. Um, I, I don't know that A.J. Dillon is going to play a ton. He's coming back from injury. So Kylan Hill is another name to watch. He solidified himself in that RB3 spot. I don't think there's any question, but I think he would certainly be a player who is fun to watch. Of course, that interior offensive line situation is something to keep an eye on how does Royce Newman play how does Josh Myers play I thought my thought Myers was very good in the first game um, and and John Runyon Jr. needs to bounce back a little bit as well and and how does Josh Nijman play can he avoid the big mistakes I mean Nijman is a lot like me as a golfer you know down to down play to play and it looks okay gets the job done it's fine and then every once in a while there's just a brain fart and it's like okay what is going on here this guy has the tools and just can't get it done on on two holes around and that's why you know he's a, a teen handicap instead of a single digit handicap that's where Nijman is and that's what you want to see the improvement in on defense again TJ Slayton he showed a lot of nice stuff. We didn't get to talk that much about him um, against Houston. There were so much other things, so many other things to focus on. Uh, but he is someone who I'm going to be watching very, very carefully in this game, especially against that outside zone scheme system that that the Jets are going to be playing. Can he be disruptive? Can he penetrate? Can he create a little bit of havoc? I want to see if Oren Burks can build on that performance. Would love to see him with another strong game and push to make this team. And of course, Eric Stokes. What is he going to do given more opportunities? Presumably he gets those opportunities, or at least I, I hope he does. I'd love to see him on Zach Wilson. Um, and, and then some of the backup safeties. And Vernon Scott, you know, he's a little banged up right now. Ennis Gaines is someone who has popped on special teams a little bit. Can he get in the mix with Will Redmond back? So some fun battles to watch. And can Devin Funches build? Can Amari Rogers show a little bit more than we've seen so far? We haven't seen much from Amari. 
Maybe we get a little Mari Rogers breakout game. That would be fun to see as well. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.